Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, and uh, just to let you know that the love is back. MKR is back. Join Nigella Lawson and Manu Fidel as they uncover Australia's best home cooks. MKR starts Sunday at 7pm on 7 and 7 plus. You're with Peter Vlahos. This is Drive. Great to have you here on the SENWA network, wherever you may be listening throughout Western Australia and here in uh, stormy Perth at 17 past five. I think by Saturday, all this rubbish weather that we've had will be dissipating and it'll be a lot calmer and nowhere near as wet. And I reckon Billy Monaghan, the coach of the East Romano Footy Club, will be looking forward to that because at Pentanet Stadium up there at Joondalup at 2.40, this should be a beauty. Only two games being played in the WAFL this weekend. The other one, by the way, if you haven't heard, between Subiaco and West Coast has been shifted from the quagmire that is Leaderville Oval to East Fremantle Oval, of course, where East Perth and Peel played last weekend. Billy, thanks for your time. No worries, Peter. Always good to speak to you. Can't believe the state of Leaderville Oval. I know that the commission will make a decision, I think maybe the 8th of August. What have we got today? The 3rd. So maybe in about a week's time on where the Waffle Grand Final will be. I know they were eyeing Leaderville Oval Surely it can't go there with the state of uh, that ground. Of course, it can dry up by the time the Waffle Grand Final comes around. But if you had a preference, and it's only your opinion, where do you think the Waffle Grand Final should be this season? Because hopefully Eshramandal are in it. Yeah, look, I think everyone would love to have it at Optus, and and that's not possible, and and that's really disappointing. I think um, the state league players, the Waffle players, really look forward to the opportunity to play on the ground um, like Optus. So I think all of the other grounds that are in consideration had some pros and cons. And um, one of the hardest things is getting enough change rooms and facilities so that, you know, potentially six different clubs um, can be serviced on the same day. So sharing change rooms with opposition, like when we play after other sides, you, you can't get into the change rooms you know, until after half time, you've got to move a lot of gear around. It's quite disruptive. But as we've said all along, if if we are lucky enough to play in the grand final, um, which is obviously everyone's goal, we'll play it on the moon if we have to. Yeah, fair call, fair call. Uh, you're playing West Perth this week. You had that draw last week, the first draw of the WAFL season. I think the first draw in the waffle for about 10 years. But let me tell you, every year since about 2019, you and West Perth, that is East Romano and West Perth, have had significant contests, which is interesting because you spent so many years up there at June Club. I think in 2019, uh, in one of the games, there was only about four points, I think uh, less than that. The fact that was only uh, 22 points separating you. In 2020, uh, there was a game where only four points separated uh, the two sides. 
in 2021. There was a game where only five points separated the two sides. And, of course, earlier this year, you took on West Perth and you beat them by two points. I tell you what, there's not much separating you two. And when you look at the premiership table, that's very much the fact because you sit one and two at the moment. Yeah, and you can throw in a pre-season match up at June at the start of this year where Jeremy Goddard in his first game for us kicked a goal after the siren to snatch a you know, it was two or three point win in a in a practice match too. So look, both sides are probably fairly similar. Got really good midfield that that run hard, um, multiple threats up forward, and and probably not big names in the defence, but both defences seem to get it done. Obviously, me and my match committee, um, we know the the players quite well, so you know it's pretty easy to scout um, what Aaron Black and and Keegan Knight and. Um, Shane Nelson and those guys do. I spent a fair bit of time coaching them, so I've got a pretty good handle on what mm. they bring to the table. Yeah, and that's going to be my next question. That, no doubt, is a significant advantage that you have. Uh, but saying that, you've been away for a little while, and probably Darren Harris has put his mark on West Perth uh, in recent times. Uh, he's a pretty wily coach, so I think the coaching battle is going to be one to follow as well. Yeah, look, Harrow's been... A, you know, we're, we're both West Perth Premiership coaches. He's been through the AFL system, did a really good at, job at Claremont. He's now back at West Perth. Um, you know, he's, he's always got a trick or two up his sleeve. And, you know, like you said, whilst I know a fair few of them, there, there's a few new things that they do and a few new players there that I've got to get my head around. But, you know, we're pretty confident um, if, we, if we bring our best stuff to the table that we're able to match it with, with any side and... and Hopefully the weather's fine and, and there's a good crowd up there and the game befits a 1v2 um, because it's starting to get um, pretty tight at the top and we're going to take all our opportunities that come along. Mm. You would have been disappointed a fortnight ago to go down in the derby to South Fremantle, but you bounced back in uh, real good form last week with a, a big win over the hapless Perth footy side. And, of course, it was good to see a couple of your star performers. Blaine uh, Bokehurst, of course, didn't play in the derby, but he, he returned last week. He's such an important player for you, isn't he? Yeah, we're really disappointed with the with the derby. Um yeah, especially the first quarter and a bit. We were okay after that, but the horse had already bolted. You know, like most sides, we've had a, a fair number of players in and out, and we missed Blaine in that game. Um, he was back last week. He was super. Um, you know, Kyle Baskerville and Josh Schoenfeld are back in the side now, hopefully building towards a little bit of form. Um, so, look, we're, we're going to put a good side out there on um, Saturday, and I'm sure West Perth will, and... And it should be, like I said before, it should be an exciting game and one that's worth watching. What's interesting, and we've seen it in the AFL, how important uh, fast leading and, of course, uh, contested marking forwards play in the importance of a game. We see it at Geelong with Hawkins and, of course, Cameron, and, and we see it with the likes of Curnow and et cetera in, uh, in the AFL. But saying that, you know, you've got Jonathan Marsh. He's having a terrific uh, season. Kicked five goals last week. Uh, Tyler Keitel, Keegan Knott, and these sort of players always kick goals for West Perth. I gather the midfield battle in itself is going to be so important because supply is going to be important on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I think the game is probably turning back a little bit to more towards an offensive brand just with the stand rule and the, the six 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 rule. Um, so the ball is generally moving a bit quicker into the forward line. So I think the, the forwards are starting to come back into their own. Um, but 
the basis of footy hasn't changed much. It, the contested possession, the clearances, if you can get on top of those and, and play the game in your half, the way the guys defend now um, all over the ground, but, you know, the forward 50, if you can get enough supply in your forward line and, and pressure the opposition, then you should create enough scoring opportunities. And then it's a matter of slowing the opposition down when, when they've got their their chance with the ball. And, and again, both sides run really hard through the, the middle. But both have got, you know, three or four really top quality midfielders. And um, that should be an intriguing battle. Uh, Jed Hagen made his debut for the Sharks last week, kicked a couple of goals. Uh, tell us more about him. For more reports, it was a pretty good debut. Yeah, it's a pretty good day to debut when you win by nearly 100 points and your side's getting 70 inside 50s and you're a small forward. So <laughs> it's probably you probably couldn't ask for much more. Um, but, you know, he's, he's an exceptionally talented player. He's, uh, we say that, right? There's, there's not a lot of him. He's, he's not a an overly big kid, but what he is, he's, he's very crafty. He understands the game very well. He reads the game very well. Um, he's had some good tutelage. While he was up in um, Geraldton, Harry Taylor and him have worked a lot of one-on-ones. Harry's a huge rap for him. Um, so, look, he came in and, and he played a fantastic game coming off the back of a really good 18s carnival that we're expecting him to, to make All-Australian. Um, he's in the AIS, so... There's enough talent there. Still 17, still learning his craft. Um, you know, we've been pretty open and honest with him this week. Is that's not what league footy's like every week. So expect it to be a bit tougher this week against a good side, and um, he's going to get a little bit more attention, and he's going to have to fight a bit harder than he did last week. But we're wrapped with his his first up performance. You've got a few regulars out. How many of those will return in uh, leading up to the finals now? Oh. We've got a fair few on track, whether they play this week or not. Um, Jeremy Goddard has been out suspended, so he's had a, a really good block of training over the last couple of weeks, so he'll definitely come back in. Alex Montavan's due back. Jamie Mead's pushing hard to um, be back in this week. So, you know, we're looking at there's probably three guys that will come back in. Um, a couple of guys will come back through the twos. Dylan O'Reilly and Tom Monaghan are coming back um, through the reserves, and um, we haven't quite finalised how many minutes they'll play. They'll, we're hoping that we can get nearly full games out of them and they were available after the bye. Mm. And then after the bye, which is in you know, a couple of weeks, we've got Max Murphy. Um, he's due back after the, after the bye. So that's probably six or seven. Yeah, it's a fair number. It's a fair three. number. Yeah. 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 And, now, and to put a bit of squeeze on selection. So that's, that's a good problem to have, but it's not overly enjoyable. Now, let me tell you, uh, it's not overly enjoyable sometimes when you're an opposition supporter, and I've experienced it. I'm, I'm not a player, but, you know, I, I've got a soft spot for East Perth because I grew up with them. Fair income. Those Falcon feral supporters in that grandstand, Jimmy, uh, Billy, I'm talking at Jimmy Williams here because he's my producer. He's a big West Perth man. Do they give you heaps when you return to Joondalup? After coaching them for so long, oh, when when you're a premiership coach, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this. I get welcomed back with open arms. Oh, please, Billy, eh? No, no, they they do. I, I was actually out for lunch the other day with former president Brett Raponi and former vice president Richard Homsney, and and then we went and saw Simon Goodwin when he was in town. He did a he did a talk in the morning, and yeah. I said to I said to Richard, you're being really nice to me. And he said, well, you, you are a premiership coach, so we'll forever be grateful. So I think 
look, I I wouldn't listen to the ferals anyway, if that's what you want to call them. But, um, that's what I thought. That's what East Perth um, supporters were called by everyone. Oh, else. here but, we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, no, look, I enjoy my time up there. Um, you know, I I'm always happy to go back. There's some really good people up there that are still up there. So, I, I'd like to think that. They'll give me a little bit of stick, but they'll be respectful. Oh, you've done a great job. Really have done a great job. It's taken a little bit of time at East Fremantle, but you've built them into a, a real force in the WAFL. And it's exactly what was required. Of course, a proud club with an enormous history and are currently sitting just two points off top against West Perth. You beat the Falcons on their home patch on Saturday and you go back to the top of the WAFL ladder with only a certain amount of games remaining. Congratulations, Billy, on what you've achieved and good luck for what promises to be a standout game on Saturday. No worries. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye. Got, got on you. Billy Monaghan, the coach of East from Handel, joining us here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. Uh, great to have your company. Uh, we're here for Toolmart, the complete tool centre. And as I mentioned, you can join us anytime on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Who are the worst supporters in the WAFL? I reckon it's West Perth, personally. I reckon West Perth. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy's swearing at me through the glass here as the producer. Every time I've gone to Joondalup, God, I've copped a bit. Gee whiz. Uh, especially, well, who's that fella that has been there for years and he's got the scarf and he always gets up and he leads the charge? West Perth. West Perth. Of course, one of his... Um, sidekicks, and I can't recall his name, but he was a lovely fella, passed away about 12 months ago, and of course West Perth paid their respects to him, but he was there, was there rain, hail or shine, but there's still one remaining, I can't remember what his name is, but he gets them going, don't worry about that. Uh, 5.30, now we're going to take a break, come back with more in a moment here on Drive.